Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Samir, with my coach, Jordan. Today, with a very special guest, we have another Broncos safety on today. We have PJ Locke. Denver Broncos safety, been here for three years, wears the number six. Um, Absolutely hard number to wear. I think that's an amazing number to wear. Number six goes for the tutties, but... Yeah, we have PJ Locke on today. Super excited to have you on today, man. How how are you doing? Man, I'm good, man. Just enjoying some time off. Well, I actually just started training, but you know, <laughs> just enjoying the off season for the most part. Having more time with the fam a little bit. So, you know, yeah, I always enjoy off time, man. Yes, yeah. sir. Glad to, glad to hear you're doing good, man. Yeah, PJ, man, I, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of crazy that I'm talking to you. I remember, you know, watching like your highlights when, you know, you were coming um, on and off the practice squad a little bit. And I'm like, it's like every time you came in the game, man, you just play hard and you made plays. I'm like, man, this guy got to be on the team. Like he has to be a constant player in a rotation. And I'm glad that this season, you know, they gave you the opportunity, man. You balled out. Oh, no doubt, man. I appreciate it. You know, it's a, it's a process to everything. So, you know, just kind of trusting the process, bro still doing it too so <laughs> yeah. yeah really excited for this one today you have a really really cool story i was i was looking into that uh last night i'm really excited for you to share that uh but just for all the the viewers out there just to give a quick little background obviously you've been your three years with the broncos uh from 2020 to 2022 um last year you posted career highs in 16 games played in almost every stat category they could possibly do that um you had the most PBUs of your career, most forced fumbles, the most tackles, most tackles for loss. Um, you played here in 47 games. We've had over a thousand snaps on special teams. Just a very key contributor in that key contributor in that phase of the the game for the Denver Broncos. You bring great sustainability to the team. You like nearly never miss any time for the Broncos. Um, something that we you know love here dearly. You know uh, you know considering it's been a a rough go of the ways for the Broncos in terms of you know availability on the field and injuries. It's been very, very unlucky and unfortunate for the Broncos over time. Um, obviously, we got some news yesterday. The Broncos are bringing in a new uh, head athletic trainer um, over there from uh, LSU and the New Orleans Saints and uh, and Bo Lowry. Super excited um, for that and, you know, him working with uh, guys like you and um, the guys in defense and offense as well. But, yeah, super um, excited to get, kick this thing one off. Um, I know you wore uh, number six uh, here. You switched number six here in Denver. Um, you wore number 11 at Texas. The, my two favorite numbers is the thought that was uh, really oh, funny my, my birthday's <laughs> yeah my birthday's november 6th uh the best numbers to wear um yeah. i think I, I think that's awesome I, obviously a match uh definitely a good match to be here on the podcast i also saw it was your uh, birthday two weeks ago on february 12th uh, happy belated yeah. 26th man yeah happy belated birthday that. man appreciate that man yeah, yeah i had to i had to make that switch i had to make that switch i mean everybody's asking me like why did you switch from 37 to 6 i was like if you had 37 when you switch to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah oh, so. that's great. Yeah, six, 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 like the best number to wear. It just it looks hard on any DB or wide receiver. Yeah, it's definitely growing on me right now. So, yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go ahead and jump in a little bit to uh, you know, how your kind of your NFL career is taking off in a sense. Um, obviously, uh, you signed with the Pittsburgh Steelers as an undrafted free agent coming out of uh, Texas um, in 2019. After your little short with them uh, stint with them, um, you went ahead and was drafted by the Tampa Bay Vipers of the XFL. Um, but I want to kind of get your uh, your you know whole thoughts and you know whole uh, just kind of share what happened you know from top to bottom. There's a whole apparent technological issue with apparently the iPad they're using uh, to sign the contract with the Vipers of the XFL, um, which eventually then led to you, um, you know, joining the Broncos uh, for a practice squad tryout. Um, I just want to hear your whole thoughts behind that. I think that's absolutely insane. I, I just want to hear what you uh, have to say about that from the beginning of the process. Yeah, man. So, um, you know, after I got cut from Pittsburgh and, you know, I was under the impression that I was going to be on practice squad in Pittsburgh and, you know, everybody was coming in. This is like right after the last preseason game, and uh, I had a I had a great game. And uh, everybody's going in to sign their, uh, you know, their practice squad contracts. And you know, I was like the first one in there because they had already told me, like, you know, yeah, you're gonna be on practice squad. We're gonna put you on practice squad, whatever. So uh, yeah, I'm like the first one into the building. And I see people coming in, going right back out. Then I see people with luggages going in, coming back out. And I'm just waiting. I'm like, it was taking so long. Like, and it was like, yeah, uh, you know, there's some moves that's going to go down. And uh, it looks like we're going to have a spot for you. 
And I literally legit was in there for probably for about an hour and a half. And then one of the coaches came back out and he was like, yeah, man, it looks like we won't have any, uh, any spots open. And I'm just like, are you like, are you serious? You know what I'm saying? So I ended up taking that long flight home, man. It was miserable. So I was at home for a good three months, I would say two and a half, three months. And, uh, I got, I got put in a little draft pool, got drafted to XFL, the Tampa Bay Vipers and, uh, I ended up flying out there, and uh, we were, it was like a long line of people signing contracts. And now, you know, if you sign a contract, like, they own your right. You can't go to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? You have to wait to end the season. Yeah. So uh, I'm literally like the 20th person in line or something like that. I finally get to the front. It's like maybe three, two or three people ahead of me, and iPad just crashes. And I swear, like, five minutes later, I get a text from my agent. It's like, hey, man, you got to work out with the Colts or the Broncos. So I'm like, yo, I've been – I got to make a decision. Like, you know, I need this money like right now, you know what I'm saying? Like me going to the workouts doesn't guarantee me signing a, a contract, you know, yeah. they can just put you on the future deal, whatever. And I mean, at some point I call, I call like some, some of my closest family members and, you know, I had talks with them and I just came to the conclusion. I was like, you know what? F it. Like I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go, uh, go to the NFL or whatever. I'm gonna go, go to these workouts, you know? And whatever happens, happens, you know. So go to the coach workout at first. And they was like, yeah, man, we're going to give you a call back. It was a great workout. Uh, you know, we want to probably going to sign you to a futures deal, which is like around this time, it's November. The futures deal don't come until January. And you don't start really getting paid until OTA time. So it was just like this, this huge gap of me not making any money or I have to find a way to make money, you know. So uh I was just, you know, I was kind of devastated after that. I'm just like, dang, man, like I've been working out and all this and just for them to tell me, you know, they're going to sign me a futures deal and I won't get paid. So anyway, went to the Broncos workout probably like a week later and had a great guy work out there. And it was like, yeah, we're going to sign you to a futures deal, you know, and I'm just like, dang, bro. And so uh, around that time, I started to uh, work with my dad on like real estate and stuff like that. So I was making money for about a week and a half, two weeks, and then I get a call. Actually, when my wife was graduating from college, uh, she's my girlfriend at the time at least, but I drove up to Dallas, and uh, it was crazy as I had just finished reading this this book, you know, and it's like a very, very spiritual book. I just finished reading it, right? And I am end up driving back home from her graduation, and I got a call from my agent. like, hey, the Broncos going to sign your price card. So I was just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was awesome. the last two weeks of the season. Last two weeks of the season, man, and uh, yeah, from that point on, man, just uh, I've been a Bronco ever since. Wow, well, that's that's that that's crazy. I'm not gonna lie, man. Um, but you know, as Amir said, you know, you've been on the Broncos for about you know about three years. You know, you've seen a lot of coaches come and go. You know, do you think that this coaching staff is gonna really impact and change the culture here in Denver? Uh, yeah, I mean, like you have no choice but to believe it. Um, you know, it's Sean, it's Sean Payton. You know what I'm saying? Uh, at the end of the day. He's been there and done it before, you know, uh, multiple times. And on top of that, it's like at the, at the end of, at the end of the day, we still got to go out there and play. But I feel like he's gonna put you know put us in the best position to do so. Yeah, I I didn't want to stop talking about that whole you know situation with the Broncos and what happened. That's it, dude. Five minutes later, like we get we can sit here that's and song, you know, man. speculate about everything, exactly. but that's the man above, man. That's the man above. Yeah, like I that, promise you. That's insane. The whole, you know, spiritual book and the iPad just crashing, you know, two people before you get there. That's that's insane. Oh, that like I've never heard a story about that, bro. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. So it was crazy. So yeah, I'm still standing, man. Still standing. Yeah, just great. I'm just really happy it worked out for you to be here with the Broncos. Obviously, key contributor on special teams, but I really do believe that you have a a really you know solid you know set and plan. Um, you know you know, future here at Denver for uh, the safety position here in Denver. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and talk about a little bit, um, you know, your whole mindset going into that tryout for the Broncos um, after all that, you know, adversity that, you, you know, you know, had to go through the whole XFL, the long flight home, um, you know, just not really knowing when the next time you're going to, you know, potentially, you know, you know, be, you know, dedicated to your dream or just, you know, be on the path to your dream, you know, of the NFL. So, um, 
what was kind of your mindset going to that trial for the Broncos um, after you received that call? Um, and once you got the news, uh, you know, eventually that you were going to be on the Broncos practice squad, was it more of a sense of relief or of a sense of urgency to, you know, say, you know, I got, I got to make it here in the pros, um, you know, one way or another? Well, man, what's crazy is uh, I'm going to go back to like my draft day, right? Okay. Uh, I went, I went undrafted and literally like it took me four days to sign with a team, you know, at the time, like after the, after the draft party, or well, I had an offer like a mini camp invite with the Dolphins. So mm-hmm. I've even going undrafted and having this mini camp invite, you know, I've never, I never lost faith. I never felt like I would ever go to the NFL. You know what I'm saying? I always had that. I always knew I'll be in NFL at the end of the day. Like, I don't know how the path was going to take me, but I knew I was going to end up back in the NFL some type of way. So I signed with Pittsburgh and I had the little short stint and I was like, this, this is not it. You know what I'm saying? It's not like I'm, I'm losing hope. I still felt like, man, my time in the NFL is to be in there. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. uh, you know, going into that workout, man, I always, my footwork is, you know, I always felt like I had some of the best footwork. So going into the workout, I was never worried about anything. I was like, man, all all these teams need to do is work me out. You know what I'm saying? They're going to find out real quick. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think I just thank the Broncos for, you know, giving me the opportunity to work out and have the workout. And I just knew, like, once once I get the right person in front of me and watching my footwork and stuff, I was going to be fine. So – you know, I ended up being fine like two weeks later. And so after the practice squad, I knew practice squad was never, never my goal, you know, my ending goal, obviously, is to be on a 53. So um, I was a little, you know, a little heavy then just coming from college because, you know, our strength conditioning coach in college was real big on, you know, safeties being, you know, pretty swole and, you know, that, that type of stuff. So I was, I was pretty big. I was like 210, 215. And so when I went to practice squad and I seen all these dudes on the roster and they were just like, you know, everybody was, was light, you know what I'm saying? That was way lighter than me and stuff like that. I could still, I could still run, but I wasn't able to move as, as fluid, you know, at that weight. Um, so I ended up after those two weeks of practice squad, I ended up, uh, when the off season came, I ended up dropping weight, you know what I'm saying? Changing my whole body type, I ended up playing around 200, and you know it, was, it just did wonders for me you know what i'm saying and from that point on i just had a chip on my shoulder you know and i and honestly i still do you know because obviously i'm, I'm hunting for that safety position so um yeah yeah um you know you were just talking about the draft process and i was going to ask you you know about that chip you had on your shoulder you know just being undrafted you know some guys we talk to, you know, has been undrafted, say, you know, you just come in there different. And, you know, you just want to outperform everybody at your position. So just like mm-hmm. you talk about, like, when you got to Denver, you know, you know, you had guys ahead of you and just like talk about how it was just, you know, your fear factor was you just going in there. You just want to dominate. Well, I mean, like, I never I never just look at the roster and been like, yeah, I got to beat this dude out. You know what I'm saying? It kind of you'll be surprised how to like how a locker room is you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like nobody really talks about their spots and then like that it kind of like just gradually happens you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. a person becomes a star and a person just moving up in a depth chart so I, I was never really worried about anybody else man i was just worried about being the best version of myself you know what i'm saying i, I set goals to myself uh i don't know if y'all saw a contract uh that i posted about going to the nfl you know i made this contract probably back in 2011 <laughs> You know, so I was in middle okay. school and people thought I was crazy. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Because I had a contract sound with goes to NFL. So, That's you know, awesome. after I accomplished that goal, I made another contract. I'm not gonna speak on that contract right now, but, um, you know, I'm just look. I look at that contract that motivates me every single day. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not really comparing myself to nobody, man. I'm trying to be the best version of me because, you know, comparing myself to a person that you know, might not have the same skill set as me or I might not have the same skill set as them. It's really just doing myself a disservice. You know what I'm saying? Because I, God made everybody in certain ways. So I'm just going to perfect the things that I know that's, that I do well and the stuff that I do that I don't do as well. So, I mean, whatever that comes to, I feel like if my, my desires aligns with God's, then I'm, I'm good you know, at the end of the day. So that's how, that's how I kind of approach that situation, bro. Yeah, that, that's really all yeah. you can do. You know, focusing yeah. more on yourself is what's going to help you, you know, you know, develop your technique and become the best version of yourself, just like you said. Um, uh, so, yeah, I want to talk about uh, and then obviously, 
Um, one of the biggest plays of your, your uh, young career, obviously last year, the play against the 49ers, the forced fumble under the oh. brightest lights in the world on Sunday night football, all of Broncos country, the big, one of the biggest defensive games we've seen in a long time for Broncos fans. Um, it just, that was just the perfect way to end a defensive game, you know, peanut punching that ball right out of, you know, Jeff Wilson's uh, hands. Um, obviously, a lot. I know myself, I was screaming when that happened. Obviously, a huge play under, like I said, some of the biggest, uh, you know, brightest lights in the world. How did it feel to get a play that big and that, you know, that uh, atmosphere of a game against a team that, you know, eventually was competing for a Super Bowl down the road? Oh, man. It, honestly, it felt great because I don't think I ever, like, just – like I, I ever punched the ball out. Like I might have hit somebody and the ball came out or accidentally hit the ball, but I, I like literally I was thinking about this play. Like I thought about I saw the ball, I thought about punching it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and during that game, I had like two other opportunities to like punch the ball out. And I never did. I just went back to the sideline. I was like, dang, that was an op right there. I could have like just punched the ball out. You know, one was on special teams and the one was another one. I think I think Jeff Wilson might have caught the ball out of the backfield. And I got ready to, you know, square up and tackle him. I slipped and he ended up running past me. And I came back and tackled him. I could have punched the ball out then. And so, I don't know. It was just this opportunity, the opportunity presented itself a third time. And, you know, I took advantage of it. But, <laughs> but yeah, that, it was – go ahead. I was going to say, is that something you want to kind of add to your uh, your tool belt for the next uh, few seasons here in Denver? Uh, 100%. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that right now in the offseason as we speak. Awesome. So, you know, yeah, I added that to my tool belt for sure. If you can – find ways, create takeaways, just because interceptions don't always come. So, you know, just finding different ways to create those turnovers. So, yeah. Yeah, man, I, I, that, that game was crazy. I'm not going to lie. It felt so good seeing you make a play in that moment because, you know, like, it's just your journey. It's, it's so crazy. Like, you know, the practice squad, you just been in and out of games and stuff like that. And for you to just make a play in that magnitude against a team like the 49ers, man, it was crazy. Oh, yeah, man. It, it, felt, it felt great, man. It felt great. 100%. Yes. Speaking about your big plays, you know, stuff like that, you know, can you give us a moment, you know, that was like your welcome to the NFL moment? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this had to be my first year. Let me see. Uh, uh, we played the, we played the Raiders. My, this was 2020 season, I believe. And I was running down on kickoff. I think I was the R no, the L5, I want to say, and running down on kickoff, and we kicked the ball. I'm L5. We kicked the ball to the right corner, right? And so I'm running down, and I'm, like, looking to my right, and there's, like, a left tackle. This dude was, like, 6'4", had to be, like, 250 or something like that. <laughs> He's, like, the left tackle on the opposite end of where I'm looking, and he wraps around and squares me up, you know what I'm saying? And I'm not looking. I'm looking this way. And I just feel myself come off my feet. You know what I'm saying? I get lifted <laughs> off my feet. And I end up on my back. <laughs> and that had to be the fact. That's, that had to be the time I had to get up the fastest in my life. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously, <laughs> like, when you you get hit like that, it's like they try to they try to jump down on you. Yeah. You know what I'm try to so pin you down. so fast. And I look back. I'm like, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> From that point on, I'm running down on kickoff. I'm just, I'm just like this. <laughs> From that point on, like I cannot get caught lacking like that again, man. That shit is crazy. He was crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> That's I hilarious. It like it was yesterday, man. So, and then like it's crazy because like we we always watch we watch the we play the Raiders twice a week, twice a uh, twice a year, right? So it's like the play still comes back up when like we we kind of like uh, filming game filming and stuff like that. They bringing up old plays and just kind of like looking at their, you know, their scheme. And they always kind of like bring the play up. You know what I'm saying? I'm just like, oh, this good play right here. <laughs> so, yeah, man, that, that's definitely, that was definitely the moment right there, man. <laughs> yeah, those, those games with the Raiders get a, a bit physical, as, you know, everybody oh, yeah. can tell for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, um, you know, you being a DB here for the Broncos, who, you know, as you want to kind of mold into, a, you know, eventually a key contributor at the safety position for the Broncos, um, who are some DBs you try to model uh, your game after, whether it's all time uh, that you look up to or guys that are still active in the league right now? Uh, I feel like my my stuff kind of changes a lot, you know what I'm saying, because the game continue, continually changes. And then you also, 
I started to look at like who plays in our type of system. You know, mm-hmm. the last two years have been last three years have been in the same type of system for the most part, uh, as far as scheme. So kind of look at it in that standpoint too, you know. So my guys would be um um uh, I can't think right now. Uh Quandre Diggs is one of them. Uh obviously Justin in the sense of uh his like his his ability to make plays on the ball and like how smart he is, his IQ of the game. Uh Kareem Jackson also, like they, he's been in the league for a long time. It's something that's keeping him in the league. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's his IQ of the game, his availability, you know what I'm saying? He doesn't get hurt. Uh he's, he's just, just a lot of experience, you know what I'm saying? Um and I, I mean I can really take I can really take from everybody, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And then people that's like like old school, I would say like Air Reed and Troy Palomalu because they find ways to get the ball in their hands, you know? And I think I personally think what what I'm changing this year is it's like in the off season. <laughs> I'm going to start watching like NFL takeaways. You know what I'm saying? And I think once you resonate in your brain, it's just something that wires in your brain. I feel like if you're watching takeaways like all off season, then you just like you get a you start to get a knack. Something just wires. I feel like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. try. I'm gonna try it out and see if it's like actually real. Because I would say before that that uh 49ers game, I didn't realize it then, but. You know, I was watching all type of takeaway film, you know what I'm saying, before that game. And I got I ended up getting a big takeaway. But I didn't do it the rest of the season like that. But I'm just kind of like just brainstorming throughout the whole season. I'm just like, you know, I did. What did I do in this game or different? How did I approach the week all year, you know? And I just realized, I was like, man, I did watch a lot of takeaway film that week. So I'm going to try it out and kind of see if, like, hey, it'll put the ball in my hands more or something like that. So. I don't know. It's just something, just <laughs> spiritual stuff. I don't know. <laughs> no, nah, that's dope, man. Um, but kind of staying on that topic, um, could you give me, in your opinion, your top five safeties in the league right now, and then who is your personal favorite DB of all time? Oh man, that's tough. Put me in the spot. Uh, <laughs> safeties. Let me see. I'm gonna go Jay Sims. I just in order. I'm gonna go Jay Sims. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go Quandre Diggs. Uh. I'm going to go Minka Fitzpatrick. Uh, I'm going to say Derwin James. And, oh, man. Probably. Javon Holland. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. He can go. He can go. (laughs) He can go for real. Yeah. So, that's. I don't know who who y'all think. Who y'all got? Uh, for me, I mean, I've always said I, I thought Justin Simmons was the best safety. I just think his ball mm-hmm. hawking skills is next level, IQ, vision of the field. Um, I would go in no order, like after Justin Simmons, I got him at one. Um, Derwin, Mika, hmm. um, I would probably say who is tough. So when you think about it, um. I think Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates. Yes, is like yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Jesse Bates. I kind of put him towards five. I feel like I'm missing one guy. Um, I can't think of it. I can't think of him. Um, so I I'll go Javon Holler. Yeah, it, it, yeah, I, I go Javon Holler. Yeah, because yeah. I mean his speed. Like he's just in. The, he he just fly off the screen, man. Like he do a lot of stuff right. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that. I said I said Diggs because you know what I'm saying. First of all, he went to Texas. Second of all, like he he didn't have like six seasons back to back with like three interceptions, so it's just like yeah. Yeah, nobody really nobody has really done that, probably besides Justin. So, what do you think about uh, Jamal Adams? Because he everybody loves to make the laughing stock out of him. Well, what do you think about what do you take away from his game? And because he's like he's virtually like almost a pass rusher, you know, on the field at times. Well, what, what do you kind of think about him and his game? To me, man, that goes. I think he I think he can play. You know what I'm saying? And I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like, I'm not comparing myself to somebody else because somebody else might not have a skill set that I have or I might not have a skill set that they have. So I'm going to perfect – I'm going to hope that I'm in a position that I, you know, I'm able to show my skill set. And that's what the, like, Jets was doing, and that's what Seattle was doing. You know what I'm saying? They let him rush. That's that's his game. 
That's his game, yeah. playing around, yeah. playing around the box. Not really, not really saying he can't play in the uh, the back end because he can, but you know he's around the box. That's when he's the most effective. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, man, I don't personally, I don't have no problem with it. I don't have no problem with it. So, I mean, he he's making plays at the end of the day. He's you know he's helping his team out. So, I don't know. I don't know why he get a lot of backlash. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, I always viewed him kind of as a hybrid safety. He likes, like you said, likes mm-hmm. to play down in the box. He's a run, you know, does a lot, makes a lot of plays in the run game, just lowers his shoulders a lot. And I think people just get on him because he's not the best cover safety. But, I mean, he could still cover. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It just – a lot of players get backlash for different reasons. But Jamal Adams can ball. Yeah, man. You got to do it. been to the Pro Bowl and all this stuff. Like, hey, look, you, there's nothing you can say about this, man. Like, you, everybody going to have an opinion on what somebody can and can't do like at the end of the day this man is making plays he's you know he signed a big contract there's a reason <laughs> behind it like you know so come on man <laughs> yeah two guys i will put like really close to my top five that i feel like are kind of underrated in a sense i feel like jalen petrie and andre cisco two guys down there in the oh, afc yeah. south are dogs i love andre man, cisco oh, so much the man they, both of them can go yeah. You know, I I didn't put Jay Jalen in the, uh, the top five just because, you know, he a rookie and yeah. uh, you know got to do it again just to see if it's it's real. But yeah. now nah, he can go. He can go. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I thought about Petrie, but I was like, he just a rook. But like, I mean, he, I mean, the plays he make. I mean, he be flying like he like he reminds me somewhat of Justin <laughs> just because the way he just can ball hawk and just flies all around the field, makes plays yeah. even in the run game too. Yeah, he, he's a stud. Nah, you can go for sure. He he he'd definitely be top five before it's all said and done. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so I want to go ahead and talk a little bit more. Uh, you know, I know uh, Jordan brought up coaches a little bit. I want to talk about the past uh, DCs that you've had here in Denver. Um, obviously, I believe this is going to be yeah your your third uh, defensive coordinator here in Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we had we were, we had uh Caden Stearns on the pod last night. Uh, we were chopping it up a little bit. Oh my uh, boy. After, Yeah, <laughs> afterwards he, he was he said a lots of good stuff about you. We'll go ahead jump into a little bit of that uh, later on. But um, you know Vic Fangio, Ajiro uh, Evero, and then now Vance Joseph. Uh, what kind of impacted guys like you know uh, Vic Fangio, who seems like he's the kind of the DC guru guru of the NFL. He just kind of takes bits and pieces from every scheme and just puts it puts it together in a genius system. Um, and then obviously an up and coming incredible defensive coordinator, in my opinion, probably one of the top three best DCs in football, Jiro um, Evero. What do you take from guys like them? And then also Christian Parker, who's gonna um, you know bring you some continuity, um, you know, on the coaching staff this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, with Fangio, man, when I first came in the league, uh, you know, I had a lot to learn because I feel like my IQ didn't really kind of just kind of stayed the same you know, kind of like my last two years in, in college. I feel like my sophomore year in college that I, you know, I really started to learn the game and then that, that coach had got fired, right? That was mm-hmm. uh, Vance Bedford. You know, that's one of my favorite DCs of all time. You know what I'm saying? So I got to leave, man. It was a lot I needed to learn, you know? And when Fangio came, man, Fangio had a, like a, a complex scheme, you know, and the safeties had to make a lot of different calls. They had to understand uh where people were supposed to be um it was just a lot man on top of learning nfl concepts and nfl offensive concepts and stuff like that so you know it was it was pretty tough you know and i'm i'm kind of grateful for it now because like i needed that super tough time you know of trying to learn the game and making my mistakes and stuff like that uh for for now things like now you know what i'm saying i feel like my iq is you know, increased so much since then, you know what I'm saying? Because I got guys in the room like like Justin, you know what I'm saying? Like K-Jack and all those guys. So uh, when Evero, Fangio, I mean, his, he, he, was a, he was a great DC. He was a great DC. You know, he knew exactly what he was talking about and stuff we saw on film and we probably might get caught in this defense when they run this play. And it was, it came out to be like that, you know? And same thing with Evero, you know? I think Evero is like right under, Fangio's tree, you know, so they run, they run the same defense. We had a lot of the same calls and, uh, you know, it was a lot of carryover and he just brought a different mindset of, um, kind of like taking us under his wing, you know what I'm saying? Like he, he was more so the type of guy that, you know, if we felt like this during the game, you know, it was like more new school stuff. We felt like this during the game, we'll make these adjustments catered 
catering to us. You know what I'm saying? So, because we're the ones out there playing. But, uh, man, either way it go, man, it was it was just like a great – it was a great scheme, man. Like, you put you put the safe you put the safeties <laughs> you put our like our knowledge together and yeah. basically went out there and you know we played our played our ass off bro played our yeah. ass off and just within that scheme you just learn so much within that scheme because it's it's different defenses it's it's cover four it's cover six it's cover nine it's it's fire zones it's different type of fire zones it's simulated pressures like it's it's a bunch of different things that you you know you're getting acclimated to so I feel like when you get another like a DC like uh VJ, it's it's really gonna be a little bit of the same carryover, you know what I'm saying? Because we done ran everything we could possibly run. <laughs> yeah, um Caden Stearns uh yesterday said that Evero was um that his what he said he said it was his personal favorite DC that he's ever had. And, oh, he's um, his favorite coach he's ever yeah, played for. Yeah, 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 first coach he ever yeah. played for. And just just in my opinion on Evero, I think he's probably the, the second best. I give him the second best DC. You know, I put D'Amico, but you know he's a head coach now. But I think Evero's just. I, I think the philosophy of having you know as many as DBs as you can on the field in coverage, especially in today's game when a lot of teams you know like to run five wide and a lot of stuff like that, like bunch sets and stuff like that. I think the more DBs on the field in coverage. It's just it's genius, and I think a lot of teams should start doing that because I mean, look at Denver, man. I mean, you guys were just all over the place. It didn't really, you know, just DBs and coverage, guys in the slot, uh, cornerbacks and safeties, guarding tight ends. It was just it worked. Yeah, man. He, I mean, he he was like just a mastermind at the stuff, man. It was just like he called plays at the right time. It, it was like it was crazy. He's definitely by far like one of the one of my favorite DCs too. You know what I'm saying? And and I hate I hate to see him go. I, I really yeah. hate to see him go because another year in his system would have been, you know, would have been crazy. But you know, that's just how yeah. the NFL works. Well, that's how the NFL works, man. But it was just I don't know, bro. It was just like a, a psychic. He knew exactly what was coming. It was just, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy, yeah. man. We made like the perfect adjustments during games, uh, even. You know, obviously you have like training camp, right? You got the training camp plays and they said like training camp adjustments, right? And when you get to the season, it's like the the base call that you have can be changed completely, you know, just just for a team because they run stuff this type of way. So you go into you go into game week and you just like, yeah, we're gonna change the way we run this, you know, and it's like the perfect way, you know. And it's 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 wild, man. It's wild. So and I know, I know. At some point, he's gonna be a head coach somewhere. Yeah, he's gonna excel for real. You know, because he's just yeah. that good. Yeah, him and Sean Payton would have been the cheat code. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, we would be able to keep him. Oh, I mean, you would have had probably two of the top, you know, skill position, you know, top groups yeah. on both sides of the ball. I, I, I was really gunning for that, you know. But I wish him the best in Carolina. I mean, Carolina's got a good defense too. He gonna oh, have yeah. him on point. Yeah, he'll, he'll be <laughs> fine. He'll be yeah, fine. He gonna have him so. on point. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we got uh, Vance Joseph. So uh, think I think we're gonna be fine again, though. I think we're gonna be fine again because I know he's gonna bring. I've I've never really, I don't know like his his scheme and like what actually I know they I believe it's like three four, but yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure like the type of plays we run. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be the same as in the three four scheme. But like I'm, I don't really know him as a person and like that. I've never spoke to okay. him. So, okay. uh, but I heard I heard a lot of great things about him. So, you know, I'm I'm super excited, you know, because it doesn't matter the coach at the end of the day. Well, it does matter, but uh, you know, you can't hold on to what you had last year. You know, everybody brings yeah. something different to the table, whether it's, you know, better or worse, but you're gonna be able to take something, something that you didn't know from the previous staff or previous coach and put it in your toolbox. So I'm I'm always excited for opportunities like that because you know, I mean, that's just how life goes, bro. Yeah, and and then what would you say about uh Christian Parker? The dude's only twenty nine years old, and he's already yeah. getting you know nearly DC interviews. He got one here. So, well, what do you have to say about what he's done for you? Uh, yeah, he's he definitely done a lot, man. I uh, I spent a lot of time with him, especially like when when I was younger. Um, he 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 has so much knowledge of the game, you know, and he's like very super quick on his feet. I don't know if y'all know what I mean by that. It's just like he has an answer for everything. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. And for you to be that young, you pretty much have an answer for everything, man. It's, it's, it's great. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because sometimes, like, when you're young, you don't have that much experience. It's like, it's some holes somewhere. You know what I'm saying? But he doesn't really have many holes, man. He's, like I said, he's quick on his feet. You know, he don't, he don't stutter. It's, he on point with everything. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, he might, he might be 29, but I think he has, a, he had a lot of different situations that forced him to be who he is today. You know what I'm saying? And I said, I could, I continue to take a lot, a lot from him. You know, I spent a lot of time with him uh, so I can better my game. And, you know, like I said, he, he's the person to do it. So. Okay. Yeah. Uh, going off a little off topic here, just uh, me, myself, you know, I'm a big Madden player. Like I play Madden a lot, <laughs> Um, you know, in the locker room, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, you guys are, you know, big players on Madden, but you know, if you are, is who would you say is the best Madden player on the team? The best Madden player. <laughs> Ooh. Man, I, I really haven't seen a lot of people play Madden. For real? Um, yeah. Because uh, we we had a we had a league, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, for real? I, when I say that, I lied. Uh, we had a league. It was like an online <laughs> franchise. We had an online okay. franchise, and uh, we had a we had a good amount in there. Um, I feel like the best guys were uh, Lloyd, Cushenberry. Really? Uh, <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Um, and Josh Johnson. Oh and, wow! And, oh yeah, and Justin Justin Chenard could play. Ooh. So, um, but yeah, uh, that that's the three guys. That's the three guys I'm gonna take because they was in that they was in that league with me, you know. And I got beat by every last one of them, so I wouldn't. <laughs> but I can I can play though. I can play. Don't get don't get me wrong. I can I can go I can go. But you know they they you know they they know all the different little cheesy plays and stuff like that so, yeah if they watching this yeah i said it cheese plays so no nobody want to play fair play the regular stuff they want to go you know go tick tock some cheese plays and, and use them so yeah we're gonna have uh we're gonna have uh justin sternod on here soon I'll, I'll be sure to send him this clip oh please send it to him. he gonna get so mad he's gonna get so mad <laughs> all right he can, oh, go, he can go a little bit he can go a little bit yeah so uh, going a little bit over to uh, obviously um, this year, you're going to be a, a restricted free agent. Um, the fans would love to have you back. I know me and Jordan would love to have you back for sure. Um, here in 2023. Uh, has there been any discussions yet between George and your agent? And do you anticipate being back here this season uh, with the Broncos and Orange Blue? Orange and Blue? Yeah, I, I definitely anticipate being back. Uh, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if they, they spoke with each other, but you know, I had a few conversations and, you know, I expect, I definitely expect to be back. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's what it is, but you know, we'll see, we'll see, man. Like I said, the NFL is so, you know, just the turnover is crazy. So, you know, anything can happen, you know, I know, y'all know we don't have really have any draft picks, so we got to make a lot of cap room. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be a very, very interesting free agency this year. Just off the yeah. fact that, you know, we have four draft picks. So what they're going to do to probably get those draft picks back or do they even care about the draft picks or, you know, it's just, oh, it's, it's a lot. I feel like yeah. we have, I feel like if you look on paper, man, we had a roster to do anything we want. Man. You know what I'm saying? Man. But I think last year was just like a, it was just a weird year, man. It was just a weird year. I feel like, uh, you start off the start off the year, and then, you know, just it's looking like so much upside. You know, and one of those games is beating beating the Forty ers You know what I'm saying? Just a lot of upside. And then everything just seemed like it just went down a drain. You know, and each and every week it was just like, man, there's no way, there's no way it's gonna it's gonna be like this again. You know, didn't really score any points and stuff like that. It was just like, man, no way it's gonna be like we got a rust back there. Like, this it's a fluke. It's a fluke. It's gotta be. You know, we gotta start. You know, getting 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 the team rolling, and you know, towards the end of the year, it was just the same thing over and over again. You just look back like, you know, what is, what is going on? Something something isn't right. You know what I'm saying? So hopefully, you know, we're we're able to like, you know, fill those holes and whatever it is that we possibly have to do to you know yeah. just get over these humps because we had so many close games that we we could have won. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. 
Yeah, you know, speaking about that, um, you know, we everybody had high expectations and, you know, things just didn't go the way it was supposed to. You know, I mean, the, the, the roster's still loaded. You know, it was really loaded going into the season. And, um, you know, one of the few bright spots was obviously Pastor Tan. You know, if you can kind of tell us, you know, a quick little story about Patrick Sertan or something like that that just stood out to you and just showed, like, you know, how good of a corner he is. <laughs> oh, I thought y'all were going to tell me, like, what y'all see <laughs> – what y'all see on the field is, is you know, that's that's Pat under the, in the lights. You know what I'm saying? But hey, man, Pat, Pat's a funny dude. It's a funny dude, man. Just, I different. saw his uh, his TikTok the other day. He was doing a dance to an Ice Spice song, and yeah, I was like, "What is this man a, doing, bro?" Yeah, Pat got a Pat got an old soul, man. You would think Pat like one of the one of your uncles or something like that. Just the way he, the type of music he be listening to, and just how he operates. You know, he'll he'll be needing. You got like we call him. We, Say he got narcolepsy, you know what I'm saying? Because he can fall asleep <laughs> anywhere. Like it's it's really it's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. And uh, yeah, well, we just got a super close DB group, man. Everybody's just funny in their own way. But anyway, with Pat, man, you can just tell with him, it's like he was born to be a DB. You know, that's the <laughs> yeah. best way I can put it. You know, just like he he brings a he brings great size, he brings great speed, great footwork. He's a freaking technician you know what i'm saying like he he holds on his craft like i've never seen anybody done before like at his age you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. and it shows it shows on the field it shows on the field so like i would not it, it's a huge it's a huge comment to make but i would not be you know, surprised that this dude is like, he becomes like one of the best DBs to ever play the game of football. You know oh, what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. Because he, like, it's for him to be that young and be that so technically sound, it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, everybody has a hard time with this man. Everybody. <laughs> like, it's, like, it's wild. It's wild. But yeah, man, he's a different type of dude. Yeah, it's unbelievable to know that we have the best corner in football by yeah. far. Yeah, I think it's, he is too. It's really cool. Yeah. So obviously, I want to. I know I brought up a little bit about Caden Stearns. Obviously, your guy there from Texas. You guys uh, oh, yeah. played a little, a little bit together there in uh, UT. But uh, we we after the we ended the podcast yesterday. He's such a chill dude. We talked for like you know minutes on end for a while. And he was he was talking a little bit about you. And you know we uh, were talking a little bit about how we're gonna have you on today. Um, and he was talking about how you actually played a, a big, you know, piece and, you know, factor into actually the Broncos drafting him, uh, you know, there mm -hmm. in the late rounds. Um, and he kind of was talking about how you're an advocate to the, the Broncos coaching staff in the front office and kind of letting them know, like, you guys got to take this guy. He, you know, he's kind of fallen. Uh, what can you kind of take us behind that process and where you when you saw him falling, uh, falling down the boards and what was going through your mind? Um, and then eventually after they took him, uh, how, how did it feel to reunite with your guy from Texas here in Denver? Yeah, well, for, first of all, man, like when first, when Caden first came to Texas, man, I just knew what type of skill set he had. You know what I'm saying? And I actually he was I want to say he was going to LSU before he came to Texas. Yeah, he was. And I, I got him, got him to come over to Texas. You know, along with <laughs> wow. some other guys, but uh, yeah, I got him to come to Texas, and I know what type of skill set he had. And I just remember I tell him this all the time. I was like, bro, remember this the play that you made on the other side of? We was in practice, right? And he had just it's like his first practice in college, and uh, I, I was on the sideline. I was with the starters, and he kind of wake trying to wake his way up. And I just remember on the opposite, he was like the left safety. I'm like on the right side of the field, like I'm off the field basically, and. He's like on the the far opposite end, and it was like I'm not sure what they threw. I don't know if it was like a go ball on that side or it was a pole. I don't think it was a pole. I really think it was a go ball or a corner out, something like that. And I just remember him like making like this acrobatic catch and picking the ball off. And I was like, <laughs> oh, I said, oh yeah, he different. <laughs> I remember that like it was yesterday. I just can't remember what type of route. It was either a go ball or a corner out. And he made like an acrobatic catch, and it was like I was like, "Oh shit, this is, he's he's real," <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and so uh, yeah, from that point on, like he ended up working his way in the roster, ended up starting, and uh, I don't know if you've seen like his freshman highlights. I mean, he went crazy, you know? What yeah, I'm saying? yeah, but the best uh, in the country. Yeah, but he, uh, uh, I, I remember like during the draft process though, like. Everybody was kind of telling him he had like character issues, and people were calling me and asking, yeah, like, "Man, they say he that. got, yeah, he got character." I was like, "Character issues?" I was like, "No, he don't." I say <laughs> one thing about him is, I say, 
if something not right, he's gonna like he's gonna speak his mind about it. I say I feel like you would want somebody like that on your team, though. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to have some lingering issues and nobody speaks about it. It's just you know you're just building up this empire. Y'all trying to sweep it under the rug, and like next thing you know, you got a whole bunch of empires everywhere. Like he's gonna like yeah. get it right right there then and there. Like you want somebody like that on your team, and so uh, yeah. So during the draft process, uh, during draft day, actually, like I just seen him, man. He he has early early day talent like first round second round whatever he has that type of talent like i didn't i've seen it and for him to go in the fifth round i was like uh nah that ain't or i think he went the fifth right he went the fifth yeah yeah, yeah he went the fifth yeah 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 uh yeah i was like man who whoever gets this man is a steal but i used to always mm-hmm. talk to our dc uh um and i used to tell him i'm like hey man this this is the dude right here. I'm trying to tell y'all. I said he reminds me of Justin. I Man, promise you, like I said reminds me of Justin. I said the same. And, and like, yeah, you know, they'll look at me like, mm, you know, Justin, like he's all pro. You know, I'm like, I'm, yeah. I'm telling y'all right now, that man, like IQ of the game. Oh, he reminds me of Justin. And you know, sure enough, you know, they called me on draft day right before they uh drafted him. They called me. And they was like, yeah, uh, we're gonna take him. And I was like. I knew y'all, uh, if y'all did, if y'all didn't, y'all be stupid. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, I said, it took y'all a while. You know what I'm saying? It was like, man, we, we just, we didn't know he was going to be on the board still. So, yeah. it just makes sense. I was like, all right, go ahead, do it. So, they ended up, they ended up announcing his name, and it was like, it was crazy. But he, it's crazy, man. He was so stressed out during the draft. I was like, brother, like, I've been through it. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I didn't get drafted, but look, it's gonna be some crazy stuff that's gonna happen. You are gonna be like, man, how did this happen? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Or why? How did they? They'll call you and be like, yeah, we are gonna take you in this round, and they don't do it. You just like, yo, what is up with y'all? Like, y'all just told me y'all gonna take me, and y'all went with something else. So I was like, bro, you know, you gonna see a lot of crazy stuff, and for him to fall in the fifth round, like that was crazy enough for me. Yeah. You know, and him, but he was so stressed out. He was like laying out on the floor and. <laughs> You know, just you know, just contemplating life. And I'm just like, bro, like, relax, bro. Like, wherever you end up, you know, you know wherever you're supposed to be. You know, at the end of the day. So, I mean, yeah, it was that was one hell of an experience for me. And uh, you know, just to hear that phone call and him and going to the same team, and I'm there already. So it yeah, was, yeah, it was yeah, it was wild. Yeah. It was wild. So yeah. Yeah, I was telling him yesterday, like, I do a mock draft for us. Like, I do about three of them each draft. And I told him, you know, I, I had us picking him in the third round because I think at the time we needed somewhat of a safety. And I looked up his mm-hmm. highlights, and I'm like, the way he was jumping and getting those interceptions, like, on the sidelines and all the hey, block. Man. I was like, bro, this dude plays just like Justin Simmons. Yeah, he can, so, he like, so, yeah, so I, I think um, we draft. I can't remember who we drafted first, either him or Jamar Johnson. Um, no, nah, well, y'all, uh, y'all drafted Caden first. Yo, you drafted Caden mm-hmm. first. first. Yeah. yeah. I, I just remember, like, fifth round coming, and I, I'm thinking, like, fifth round. You know, I'm not even thinking he's still on the board, and, like, ESPN's doing, like, top player available. And I see his name, and I'm like, he's still on the board in the fifth round? And Denver yeah. got him, man, and I was just like, oh, yeah, he's going to be a stud. And just the, that whole draft class has just been crazy. Like, oh, the yeah. year he came in and stuff like that, and to to get a steal like that in the fifth round is just – I don't know how who George did Payton did it. Who ended up drafting the third round? Was it – I think it was, was Barron. Yeah, 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 Brown in the third round. Yeah, he can go too. Yeah, he can definitely go too. Yeah, Quinn Miners, Baron Browning, third round. That was that was really really good back to back. You know, picks in third round. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. That that that's honestly crazy though. The whole that you know from even yesterday, the whole character thing. It's like that. Seriously, talking to Caden yesterday was like talking to like someone I've been talking to a long time. It felt like it was it was like the easiest thing. Like he was so so damn honest, down to earth. Like and he's he's funny as hell too. (laughs) Hey y'all don't even know the half man. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah he he's bad shit crazy that's all I always tell him. Yeah, yeah, he's oh, he for sure. He for sure down to earth, man. He for sure down to earth. Yeah, if he if you play video games, he, he definitely want to play with it too. You know? Oh yeah, he was so, talking about yesterday. Uh, him and his buddies they joke around about the game being scripted because the NFL script writers. Yeah. <laughs> oh my he's, he's god! Funny, man. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. But uh, but yeah, man. Uh, he's definitely gonna be. He's gonna be one of one of the great safeties upcoming safeties for sure 100 yeah yeah i mean he, all, my, all my boy gotta do is stay healthy that's it oh yeah tell my boy to drink some drink some milk get some vitamins yeah all right, my boy <laughs> yep. yeah he already showing flashes 
Hey, Making play, yeah. That's all. It's all it is. It's flashes, but I I see it on a day to day basis at practice mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a different cat. He's a different cat too. Oh, yeah. Um, from earlier when I I asked you the question about your top five safeties, I don't I don't think you gave me your your favorite uh safety of all time. Oh, my favorite safety of all time. Let me see. Uh, it would probably be Earl Thomas. Wow, that's that's mm-hmm. one I wasn't expecting. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it'd probably be Earl Thomas, man. Uh, half of, half of that is is like me and Earl is like from the same area. Mm-hmm. Um, four hundred nine, little area right there. He went to Texas. I went to Texas. He had a huge influence on that. Um, but I feel like we got the same body type, and you know that's that's a person I was looking at for for a long time, a long time. And then I found out we played in two different schemes, and then I kind of like went elsewhere. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So as I uh, started to evolve around the game a little bit, but uh, but yeah, man, he was he was a guy that I always, you know, always watched his game, always. You know? Okay. So, um, if you had to predict any Broncos player this year, one you kind of th- feels like going under the radar a little bit, who would you say is going to have just a big prove it statement year uh, in 2023? Is going to really shush the entire uh, NFL by storm? Uh, I'm not. I don't think this guy's like under the radar, but my guy would be who's gonna like, hey, is he for real? It's it's Caden. It's gonna be Caden. Yeah, I think it's gonna be Caden. Like, I, I really and truly believe that. You know, he before he especially got especially if he gets that starting job too, especially if he becomes yeah. a starter. Yeah, before he uh, before he went, he went on injury reserve. Y'all seen the game he had. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I seen. It. Like all he gotta do is get comfortable, and yeah. hey, look. <laughs> when any when he's yeah. comfortable in the scheme and in his gameplay, and he's not thinking, he's a dangerous dude. He's dangerous. So, and y'all saw it. Like I said, y'all saw it that last game. I think he was playing the Colts. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, so. yeah. That's crazy that you brought that up. Um, I brought it up to him yesterday about that game and um, about, you know, how Matt Ryan tested him twice. And he, mm-hmm. he was like, yeah, man, like, I'll gladly take those interceptions. I mean, he tested him. He threw the ball right at him twice. I was just like, dog. <laughs> yeah, give me that. That's him. Yeah. In five games last year, he had better stats than what he had in 15 the previous year. Yeah. So that, that just shows the kind of trajectory he's on. Hey. So it's pretty unbelievable. Hey man, somebody somebody gonna have to pay that man. You know, somebody <laughs> oh, sure. gonna have to pay him yeah. soon enough. Somebody gonna have to pay him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see that happen. Definitely excited. So, um, so my final question for you today, uh, it, it's just kind of a fun, um, you know, give me question. Uh, wh- who is one teammate in the locker room where, that just has the craziest damn conspiracies where you just look at them and you're like. What the hell are you talking about? Like, is there has there any been kind of any crazy just anybody? It doesn't even have to be a conspiracy, but like, have you heard just anything crazy in the locker room that starts a big controversy debate? I'm trying. I'm trying. To, uh, my guy, he's he's not he's not with us no more. But my guy was uh Moody, Danny Moody. Oh, okay. Oh my god, it was some of the craziest stuff ever. Like, <laughs> I can't. I, I don't want to like throw like any of the. Uh, the craziest stuff that I didn't hear from man. <laughs> but yo, I, I pretty I'm pretty sure like ninety-five to ninety-eight percent of the team would agree with me with this man when it comes to he'll say some stuff or you we might be talking about something and he might go off the wall with it. Like, <laughs> what the hell are you talking about right now? Are you serious? Like are you are you serious right now? You know? Um like he's definitely by far the the biggest conspiracy theorist I've ever been around in my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of somebody that's close to him. I, I I don't think there's nobody that's close to him. You know what I'm saying? There's some other guys, but yeah, nobody compares to him at all. At all. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I wish I would. Did you ask Caden the same question? Uh, no, I actually, I actually did. I just asked him who's the funniest on the team. Oh, he said AP. Man, I, I, oh, yeah. It's out of AP in that situation. It's, it's out of AP and uh, Kareem Jackson for sure. Yeah, so everybody, it's either uh, Kareem Jackson, AP, or KJ Hamler. Every time I asked a player, yeah, yeah, man, them two together in the same room because well, you know we went to Aspen. Uh, KJ and okay. AP, 
Yeah, we went to Aspen and uh, it's like right out the season. And we went to like this little restaurant and I'm just sitting like it's it's a bunch of us. It's like 18 of us, you know, and we just sitting, you know, talking at the table. We had two separate tables like, on opposite <laughs> ends of the freaking restaurant. And it's like like a chill restaurant. Like, you know, you know, what I'm saying? you know, they, yeah. they got a little some music playing, some jazz. I ain't gonna say jazz, but uh, I don't know what it was. But um, all of a sudden you start hearing rap music. And I'm like, oh, they, I mean, they got to be throwing it on for us. We the only black people in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so they got to be throwing it on for us. So. You know, I look at like the DJ booth, Kareem and AP in the DJ booth. And I'm like, yo, what are y'all doing? Like, and they got like some, um, oh, I forget. AP used to play the drums. He said he used to play the drums in the church. So they got like these, uh, I forget. I don't know, know those things you be tapping on. Uh, I can't think right now. Oh, um, like the drumsticks or whatever? Or I'm not sure. It's not the drumsticks. It's like, oh, I forget what they call it, bro. I forget. Basically, he was using his hands to make the beats on it. It's like oh, um, you talking about the the uh, bongo drum? The oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, yeah. It's like four or five of them. He's sitting there like playing, and everybody looking at him, and everybody kind of making this movement like this, you know. <laughs> so yo, I probably had to be some of the. I had to record all that, man. It had to be like the funnest night I've ever been to. I'm just like yo, like all these people just looking at us and. Believe it or not, like everybody, you know, they they had a couple of drinks. Now I'm trying to talk about with us, but I'm talking about everybody, you know, in the restaurant and had some drinks and stuff like that. And they start like dancing with us, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. oh my god, bro! Like, you leave it up to these two clowns <laughs> to like pop it off. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, yeah. Everybody just lit in here. But yeah, man, it, it's some. It, it was we had a time, but it, they they kicked it off though. AP and KJ kicked it off. <laughs> yeah, um, I I got a little fun question for you too. Um. Which player on the team would you love to go out, like, party with to the club? And which player would you never, like, go out with? Like, which player would you never go out and try to have fun with? Garrett Bowles. (laughs) (laughs) That's my first one. That'd be my first one. Like, Bowles, I can't go to a dude, dog. Like, I love you, (laughs) Jeff Bowles, but nah, I can't do it. Can't be seen with you. But uh, the person I would, man, look, I I can't name one person, but if, my DP group, if we mm-hmm. together, and we already do it though, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We we'll go out like every Thursday, have like a mm-hmm. DP dinner night, and every time we go is it's a time, you know what I'm saying? But the whole DP group, uh, <laughs> anytime we together is is you know it's a movie all the time, all the time. So that's, that's crazy. Awesome. He said, like, hey, we grab it. I go <laughs> like people gravitate to our DB group so much that, like I said, we go, we, we went to Aspen last year as a DB group, right? Mm-hmm. And so this year, you know, people found out we was going to Aspen again and they start, they start coming along too. So we had some linebackers there, we had some D line there. Uh, <laughs> only defensive players, though, only defensive players. But we had uh, Latavius Murray, he's like our honorary DB. <laughs> you know, so he's coming to the dinners and stuff like that. So, but yeah, IDB group is a hey, by far, by far the group I got to be with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, all those DBs, man. We got we got to get you guys, you know, here, you know, stat, you know, here under contract here in Denver, twenty twenty three. Get you guys back together because you guys are awesome. All of you guys are just really entertaining. Um, you know, hear stories from how Justice Simmons is hilarious. The PS two is you know hilarious, and all all you guys, Caden Stearns, you. Um, it, you know, we had Deshaun Williams on a few weeks ago yeah. as well. He's talking about how like the DBs are just great to be around. It just it just goes uh, around the whole team. Like it's just like contagious. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say yeah. Uh, when uh when um, we had Deshaun Williams on, I asked him you know about trash talkers on the team, and he's you know he shocked me. He said that Justin Simmons was one of the you know guys who chirps a lot. So hey. I don't know if you want to you know give us a story. Ooh. Hey, we call him. We call him. We call him Joel Osteen. <laughs> I might get in trouble for that, but I don't care. I take the fine. He <laughs> said Joel Osteen. We call him Joel Osteen because you know Jay. Jay is like super, super spiritual. You know, what I'm yeah. Like uh, when I say a man of God, he's like for real, for real. Yeah. But it's like when he in mode, like he snaps. And so, you know, KJ started calling him uh, Joe Osteen, so we all just took it to him, man. Like, he don't like that. Joe Osteen right there, man. It's just, you know, I get, it's like, I, yeah, he playing both it. sides. He lukewarm. <laughs> yeah, I get it, man. I'm from Houston, so, like, I know all about Joel Osteen, man. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. 
<laughs> yeah, man, he act like a lukewarm Christian when he uh when he in that mode. Like, hey, bro, hey, hey, look, God wouldn't like that. Sorry, stop, stop all that. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. Hey, man, yeah, that's that's a is that a shocker to y'all for real? Nah, it is, man. Because like, I mean, because you see all the stuff he do, you know, like you see him in the community, you know, his foundation and everything like that, and you just hear the yeah. way he talks. So like, I'm thinking like PS2 and K Jack and the guys, you know, be chirping that much. When he said Justin, I was like, Justin Simmons be yeah. chirping? That it's crazy, man. I ain't gonna lie, I would have never thought it. Hey, yeah, but you said you mentioned PS2. PS2 don't talk like that. Yeah, yeah, he told yeah, us. He was like, probably went. Yeah, one probably only went talk to, but. Mm -hmm. Nah, he still, I feel like still when somebody talk, he really don't talk. He just like, he give you like this. And when he do that, <laughs> like, oh, don't mess with PS2 right now. Yeah, don't mess with him right now. Deshaun was talking about, he, he gets that look in his eye, you know, it, it's over. You're getting strapped up the rest of the game. Exactly. I'm telling you, it was like, oh, it was like, man, you ain't hear him say this about you? He was like, who? <laughs> what number? And he was like, he was a receiver. And he was like, <laughs> Just like that, he was like, yeah. "That's it, man. That, that, that's that's deadly." Oh, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. That, that, this whole this whole defense, DB room, and every everybody on this defense. So it's 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 incredible <laughs> to watch, man. It, yeah. It's really funny. Obviously, um, from Just Simmons to you to Caden Stearns to all these guys, great hearing these stories. Um, any anything else uh, you want to who y'all who do y'all feel like talks the most trash on the defense or if offense you had a defense if you had to guess mm. i'm gonna go k-jack i'm not gonna lie i think kareem jackson be chirping i i'm not gonna lie I, bro because I, um, like, I feel like draymond i'm gonna go with draymond, draymond. oh oh that, that's good too that's a good yeah. one too i bet you yeah, he talks last man uh i'm trying to think somebody be oh yeah i'm missing somebody yeah i definitely missing somebody Talk, Ooh, gotta talk uh, the most. Y'all missing somebody. Josie? Man. Josie nah. Jewel? It's not? Nah, just think a little bit harder. Just think a little bit harder. He didn't, he didn't play a lot. He he played, he was a starter, but he, you know, he kept getting injured a little bit. But Ooh. Who could he got to, you know, it's Randy person, Gregory. Forget. Randy Gregory, Ooh. yeah. I'll just be like, <laughs> Lord Jesus, Randy. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I completely missed him, man. He seems like a bit hey. a mad trap talker. Jesus Christ, I gotta put that boy on the leash because man, <laughs> got a temper on him. God I really want the me. NFL to, to like mic him up, but like just one game, and I just want to hear Ooh. him just go crazy. They might get and, trouble uh, for that. Yeah, and just imagine, I mean, it was it was another guy also that was that was there, but he got traded. Chubb, I was, I was Chubb, really thinking Chubb. about him. I know he <laughs> talked mad trash. Them two together? <laughs> uh, hey, look, personal files everywhere about to start coming. You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> yo, then you add K-Jack to the mix. He, hey, K-Jack, K-Jack, he like to egg stuff on. That's that's the type of dude. Yeah. He like to egg stuff on. Like, he going to be like, man, he going to let him talk to you like that? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, he like the one of them type of dudes. You just like, come on, Jack. Come on, man. You got to. He be on Instagram really time in Oh, my God. Yeah, he, he missed the instigator on on the field, outside of the, uh, off the field. Is he instigating? He instigating <laughs> for sure. So yeah, it's I don't know. I, I feel like we just had like the perfect combination. Like everybody brought their own little, you know, their their funny aspect. They're like serious and like I, I don't know gameplay. Like I feel like we just had like the perfect perfect match of defensive players. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Everybody like just co mingled with everybody. You know. Just, <laughs> Just went together, man. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Man. Yeah. I say that's why I say it's like it was a weird year. It was a weird year, man. It's a weird year. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, I you know I'm really you know pulling for you to stay here in Denver this year. Um, to you know play a big part on that defense. Um, there at the safety spot. Really excited to see you play. Um, obviously with that number six on your back on your chest. Um, hey. you know dope number. <laughs> uh, you know really yeah, really hoping. Yeah. Really hoping you're back here, uh, you know, with those guys reuniting and just run it back this year and have a have a great year. Really hoping and pulling for you uh, this year to have a, a great, phenomenal season. Oh, for sure, man. I appreciate it. Hey, Bert, you said you was in college. You said you was in your college. No, my bad. I'm going yeah. off subject again. But what, <laughs> no, what college? Um, I go to uh, University of Houston. Oh, snap. Yeah, oh, I go to you UH. Know from, you know I'm from that area, like Beaumont. I'm from Beaumont. Oh, for real? Yeah, I'm from Beaumont, bro. Like, oh, I spend most tough. of my time in Houston. 
Yeah, yeah, man, I, I've been, I've been Houston. Yeah, I've been in Houston all my life, but man, I, Houston crazy. It's fun though, but like, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. What, uh, what part of Houston you from? Um, so majority of my life, I was, uh, I lived in Missouri City, and then, okay. but like, most yeah, city. yeah, most city. But um, I, you know, my people wanted me to come here. Uh, I, I really wanted to go to Wichita State. That was like one of the really yeah. schools that I wanted to go to. I got in, but they was like, nah, go ahead over, go over to UH. So. I'm majoring in sports administration right now. I'm just trying to get there, man. Yeah, that's what's up. So you're not in college also, huh? Oh, yeah. So I'm in a community college here, and I actually live in Chicago. So, yeah, I'm about to – yeah, I'm about to uh, transfer to, you know, Mizzou for uh, sports journalism. Um, obviously, I'm pursuing all this, uh, you know, to, I, would, I really want to become a part of the Denver media. Uh, it's kind of a dream yeah. of mine. I've been pushing for a few years now. Um, you know, hopefully covering uh, covering you on the Broncos. Uh, here soon. <laughs> uh, when yeah, I get a, a gig uh, writing, you know, soon for one of these uh, companies. Yo, that's that's wild, man. That's wild yeah. that y'all really doing this. And y'all having, you know what I'm saying? Y'all having like some successes with this mm-hmm. this yeah. podcast, bro. So, man, yeah. I, I for sure appreciate y'all for the opportunity. And I appreciate y'all for y'all work, man. Just, you know, being at that young age and getting something going and, yeah. you know, having some success behind it. I know it was it's pretty, probably pretty tough to start it just like anything else. But, you yeah. know, y'all in it. Y'all getting some yeah. players on. So, man, like, big kudos to y'all, bro. Appreciate, appreciate it man seriously yeah yeah, yeah. yeah obviously two 20 year olds all these uh, other adults <laughs> they, they don't want to they don't want to see us you know succeeding so for you to for you to say that yeah you to say that it really yeah. does mean a lot man seriously yeah it, it, it means a lot some, man y'all brought some energy man y'all brought some energy <laughs> and everybody I man just believe it or not man everybody loves to tell their story in some type of way yeah you know so the fact that y'all mix that in with there and then just mix in like the personality questions and you know trying to figure yeah. out like who's the funniest on the team and you know how do you feel about this person and all that man that's you yeah. know people love to talk about themselves so, yeah you know? yeah so it's i think it's pretty awesome that y'all do that man so just keep, yeah. keep it up yeah appreciate yeah. it man for real no, no doubt no doubt man appreciate the opportunity again mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for uh, taking time out of your day to go ahead and join us here on the Broncos Avenue podcast. And you know, guys like you, Kate, and all these guys, you're you know, you're obviously making my dream come true in a sense. So I really do appreciate it. Yeah. Um, it's a joy having you on today. Um, make sure if you guys are listening on YouTube, hit the like button and subscribe. Greatly appreciate all the support. If you guys want to continue seeing uh, episodes with our Denver Broncos players uh, like PJ Locke and plenty others, and even insiders and writers and plenty more special guests uh, to come, make sure you guys hit that subscribe bu- subscribe button. Uh, that's the you know biggest thing you guys can do for us, and you know uh, ma- you know help us c- continue to produce these episodes uh, for you. Um, you know, always a great time doing these. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're listening over there on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, make sure you guys go show a love over there as well. Follow, leave a five-star rating, and have notifications on so you don't miss any of these episodes of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, Amir, with my co-host, Jordan, and today's guest, PJ Locke. Until the next one, peace. Peace out. All right, y'all.